Pulp MX Network production. You cast me, I'll complete me till death do all part. What's up, guys? It's Alex Gray, and you're listening to the Pulp MX wrap-up show. That's all we need is more fake news, Pulp MX bullshit. It's quality, not quantity, all right, man? Yeah, what's up? This is Dark Side for the Moto X Pod Show. Welcome to the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show, the number one moto wrap-up show in the industry. And I'm here to discuss this week's Pulp MX Show with a couple guests. But first, let me tell you about our awesome sponsors. Guts Racing was established in 1990 as a premier off-highway seat manufacturing company, offering high-performance seat covers and foam for motocross, supercross, even off-road competition. Guts Racing has worked with every top rider at some point of their career, from Steve Lampson to Jeremy McGrath in the 90s, Ricky Carmichael and James Stewart in the 2000s, and today with Rock Star Husky Pro Circuit Kawasaki and JGR Suzuki, as well as many others. If it's style and performance you want, you've come to the right place. Check out GutsRacing.com for info on the many products offered, such as the Phantom Light Seat Foam. And listen, you know all about Michelin motorcycle tires from the Pulp MX show. And now I'm excited to announce the Michelin Bicycle Tires as a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. In 1891, Michelin patented the first detachable bead pneumatic bicycle tire. And to this day, Michelin continues to innovate and produce world-class podium finishing products for both road and mountain bikes. If you'd like to ride the same Michelin bicycle tires as mountain bike legend Cam Zink and the 2019 EWS champion Sam Hill, then visit bike.michelin.com for all the details on Michelin's extensive range of bicycle products and follow them on Instagram at Michelin Bicycle. And of course, those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs know Motosport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories. Motorsport.com's dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good too. Whether you race on the track, ride on the trails, or commute on the street, make your next ride your best ride only at motosport.com. And I want to welcome on our new sponsor, Seal Savers. Since 1999, Seal Savers has offered the ultimate protection of the off-road industry. Seal Savers is the original fork seal protection, starting with the original Seal Savers to prevent dirt, dust, and mud from getting into your fork seals. Seal Savers has since revolutionized fork seal protection with their zip-on seal savers, making installation a breeze. So check out their full line of moto products as well as intuitive products for your side-by-side. Seal Savers is the original and the ultimate when it comes to protection. Enter the code PULP25 for 25% off at sealsavers.com. Hey, and don't forget to visit pulpmexshow.com for sponsor links and discount codes as well as the Amazon widget. If you want to be on the Pulpmex Wrap-Up Show with me to talk about the Pulpmex Show or you want to contribute a question or topic for the Hello Pookie segment, send it to darkside at pulpmex.com. Okay, let's get to our guests. What is up? Welcome back to the Pulpmex Wrap-Up Show. My name is Nick Still, and this week I'm filling in for the great Vital Jamie. Joining me tonight to wrap up show 513 is a couple of industry professionals. I'm going to call them industry professionals. Firstly, brought to you tonight by motorsport.com. He's one of the top privateers in the sport. And tonight we've got some breaking news. He is the newest announced rider at Rick Ware Racing. It's Alex Ray. 
<laughs> yeah, dude, I wish. Uh, yeah, I don't know if anyone seen that tweet that he put out. They put out today, like, "Hey, did we miss something?" By the way, we're huge fans. I was like, "Yeah, a bunch of fucking phone calls, man. That's what he missed." Like, maybe check your voicemail. I re- but, I, uh, I retweeted it this morning, and literally, I, I think all I put was, "You fucking, you cannot script this. Like, this is just getting that good." And we've got the call. We're gonna oh. we're gonna get to the call because I got some questions for you guys. Because I don't know who's phone that was i got a gut feeling it wasn't rick Ware. no 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 it, it was it was for sure his, his phone number unreal secondly joining me on the phone this gentleman is the coolest guy in california currently without a greasy bandana and a ponytail he is brought to you by seal savers it's vital jamie jamie what's going on dude what's up boys it's fun to be on the other side of the wrap-up show what's it like <laughs> It's a lot less stressful, I would, I would Dude, assume. Yeah. Fucking A rod, it is. <laughs> what's up? Uh, what's uh, what's life like in California right now? Um, you know, I got, I got. A, are you going? The first question I've got is: Are you going to a music festival with Alex Ray? I, I don't know, man. Alex and I haven't talked, but I mean, I'm currently not far from Temecula, and you know, there's just monster girls everywhere. I rode a 2023 Husky 250 today. F, it's uh, I'm living the dream. Wow. Yeah, dark side. If you if you are where I think you are, which you, it it, I'm pretty sure you are. You're only about ten minutes away from me, and you are very close. I'm talking within two to three minutes from the Swap Moto Live office. Yes, that's what I've been told. Yeah, actually, uh, I saw your your boy swap today. He was out taking some pictures of uh, some Honda stuff going on and might have gotten a couple of me. I don't know. He's out there. He had the camera pointed at me. Whether he's actually taking pictures, I don't know. He caught you. Oh, Swap, swap Moto Live's Don Maeda caught Vital <laughs> <Lionel> Jamie. <laughs> he may have they caught me. I don't know. Oh, dude, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's funny. He caught, you. he caught you on the fucking new Husqvarna. <laughs> oh, he that's... caught me records at Cahia. Oh, that's good. Uh, all right. Are you boys ready to wrap this thing up? Of course. Let's do it. All right. Show 513 of the Pulp MX Show. Vital Jamie and Cade Clayson in studio. Chase Sexton, Justin Cooper, and Benny Bloss on the phone as guests. And even Logan Carnow and Alex Ray calls in. We got everything from the typical Pulp jokes, great interviews, lots of MXO on MX of Nations chat, uh, some talk of Steve's stupid fantasy game, and even a game show towards the end. I'm going to go to A-Ray first in this, dude. Kay Clayson, he's one of your close friends in studio. You're friends with Darkside. How was their performance? What did you think of show 513? You know, like I said, I whenever I even called in, uh, I had Jamie's back the whole time. I feel like he carried the show. Uh, you know, I personally don't agree with most of the stuff that comes out of Kate's mouth. <laughs> um, you know, so yeah, I mean, I think they had some really good points. I think Dark Side, he was a great uh, co-host, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's sort of what I thought. What do you think, Dark Side? Yeah, I Kate's good. I'm better, but I, my question to you guys is: Did I talk enough? Because I thought I talked way more than the first two times, and I got up and was like, "You're not talking at all." So you guys tell me who said you went? I, who said I, you I went talking? Agree. You do, Avery? Yeah, who said you weren't talking is, is what he was saying. 
a couple of my friends just messaged me like you're being so quiet and I, I kind of got that the last time too. Like I'm trying not to over talk talk over yeah. people, but I good. I I will say that. Like I will say you were a bit quiet. I mean, but at the same time, like you did have a better performance than in than uh, and then your past uh, performances. You know what I mean? Like you you did talk more this time, and I think when you did talk more. I think you showed more personality this time. I think you, you know, you got more involved with conversations. Uh, just, you know, I, I think it was all around better, like, like night and day from your first time being on the show for sure. And honestly, you're already better than Kate. So, I mean, that's saying a lot. That's I, all that matters. I, I tend to agree as well. I think you, I think you were fine with it. I think you, you know, held your own, had some really good input there um, and some good content. You don't mind sending it back to, to Steve. It, you know, it's one of the things I've got written down here, Darkside, is the relationship that you and Steve have. It's a lot more, you can see it now. Like the questions I like, I had people say to me like, does Steve not hate Darkside now? I was like, bro, he never hated Darkside. <laughs> He, you know, he's playing a facade, but you guys seemed really, really good together. And, you know, some of the stuff at the start, what was the day like for you? Um, got to spend the day in the pool, got to, uh, got to have breakfast, got to have lunch. Uh, quickly, before we get into this, what was the day like from uh, when you landed in Las Vegas? Yeah, I landed a little before 8 a.m., pretty early. And he's like, yeah, just come to the house. Got there, said hi to him and Pookie. He took me to breakfast. We worked on ops after that, just getting ready for show stuff until Kate showed up and just shot the shit, uh, got in the pool, watched some, of the, watched the races back and just, yeah, just hung out like buddies, you know? I mean, it was, yeah, Steve's, our relationship seems pretty good, man. We just talked about some personal stuff and the stuff I'm doing with Vital and just, yeah, shoot the shit. It was really cool. It was a lot of fun. It was really relaxed. Um, definitely not as nervous as maybe like the first time I was over there. Uh, yeah, the last time I was there, I didn't feel nervous at all, even though they kind of they acted like I did. But no, it was real comfortable, man. Just hanging out with the dogs and the cats and chilling. Was that your first time in that studio, or have you, you've been in there before, haven't you? Yeah, once before. Yeah, yeah. with Keith. When, when they when we did the uh, the offer to cut my hair, or when that, that offer was made for the bike, that was at that house. Yeah, yeah, I you know. I'm not one of those dudes that thinks you were like nervous the first time you're on the show. I think you were fine. I think they were just trying to drum it up um, that you were kind of nervous. So, dude, I, I think you did a great job and uh, some great content. Couple questions before we start as well for you both is favorite in studio guests. Obviously, there was you guys in there, so you would pick yourself. What about on the phone? Who was the favorite guest of the night? You know, we got a lot of good stuff. Chase Sexton, uh, Justin Cooper, Benny Bloss. Who was your favorite interview of the night? I'll go with Darkside first, then A-Ray, you follow up. Chase. Chase was good. I think Chase is a fun guy to talk to and a lot of good, good information. And, yeah, he he's, he's one of my favorite people to interview, and he did a great job. I'll let you go now, A-Ray. Yep. Yeah, uh, you know, like the same with Darkside. I will say that that Chase, he was a good interview, uh, had some really good points. You know, you know, shooting the shit, you know, with him talking about his battle with Eli and all this stuff going into the break, and even like what he's doing uh, throughout these next few weeks off of the bike. You know, what he got into uh, with the training and how he was gonna sort of unwind for a couple of days and then ramp it back up and really build. You know, for the last four races. But at the same time, I will say that. I did listen to the Justin Cooper um, interview pretty closely. Um, 
I I sensed a lot of uh, I don't know what the right word is like a lot of a little bit of anger anger right like towards this whole MXDN talk you know like with the whole you know him and Christian uh, you know the whole MXDN and you know Christian being on the two fifty and he thought that. I mean, he even said it. He said it was quite disrespectful, um, you know, but at the same time, I felt it, it, he hasn't really shown anything. So I, I, uh, yeah, except for this past weekend at Washington, obviously, but, um, yeah, it was, he had some really good points there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was really, really thrown off. And did he say something about no SX next year as well on the show? Yeah, we've got some of that audio as well. We're going to get to, but I'm the same as you, dude. It's a, Justin Cooper's interviews are all the same. You know, it, you, I get the feeling, I get the opinion that it's not something he likes doing. He doesn't like doing public talking. And it's, uh, I, you know, I'd like to see what he's like away from the camera, away from that, you know, hanging out with his friends because he just, he just doesn't seem like he enjoys doing interviews. Would you agree with that, Dark Side? Yeah, I think he's, it's because he's sort of monotone a little bit. Yep. But, yeah, when you, when you kind of visit with him in person – he's pretty funny and he'll laugh. And, and so I, I think it's just, I think it's just his personality. I don't, I don't know that I would say he doesn't like doing interviews. He may not. I think it's just the way he talks. He, Cause I've talked to him about that. He goes, yeah, people always say that I just sound like I'm mad or, or unhappy. And it's just like, it's just the way I sound, but he's not, really, I don't think he's really that way. Yeah, I, I mean, I've I've spent a little bit of time with him as well. Um, I will say that his uh, his personality is a bit, you know, like you know, he, like a I, I wouldn't say bland, but like he 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 doesn't get too excited, he doesn't get too down, he just sort of stays the same way, right? Like so, um, yeah. I mean, that's that's sort of his personality, and I get that. You know, it could come off that way a little bit as well. Um, but yeah, he's he's an overall nice dude. Starting out early in the general. Yeah, and I will agree. With- oh, sorry, you could keep keep going, Darkside. I was just say I'll agree with A Ray. Like he was frustrated, I think, with the Justin uh, Christian Craig talking. Like I, I asked him that. I think I asked him if you were if you felt disrespected. I think that's where that came from because you can kind of hear it in his voice. And uh, forgot at that level, he definitely feels like he can perform when he needs to, even though he's been struggling. So he was definitely frustrated. A Ray, I agree with you with that. Absolutely. We're going to get to a bit of MX of N chat, but starting out early in the general chat, one of my favorite segments of the show, we got straight into the MX of chat. Um, we're back into the arguments already of what by Christian Craig would ride if he got picked. And uh, Steve hit us with his thoughts on this. He's Craig is older. Mm-hmm. He's smarter than your average motocrosser. Thinks a lot. He's very precise, very good throttle control. I think it's easy to, in my eyes, it's easy to see Craig being better on a 450 than a 250 because yes whoops in supercross were his skill but supercross isn't a pin it and worry about consequences later type of thing it is a precision line choice flow rhythm that kind of thing outdoors craig is doesn't have the mentality to me of these kids in 250 class to just pin it and bounce off things and not worry about it he's he's picking lines he's he's looking at flow and that's why to me he's better on a 450 outdoors than in then 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 outdoors on a 250 and i know he told me he went like six four at redbud on a geico honda which i don't remember right years ago but that's why barsha is my pick for a 250 mxdn because he just revs the shit out of his bike still he still kind of rides like a 250 guy his mindset is you know i'll kill you 
<laughs> rather than give up the spot. And yeah. That to me is why Christian is a would be a good 450 MXDN pick, but not a four good MXDN 250 pick. I just think it's obvious that he's this good on a 450 because of the, the way you ride a 450 outdoors. That's where I'm at on that. Interesting audio there from Steve. You know, coming out in the last hour to the both of you guys, Justin Barsha has actually pulled out of his, uh, you know, he, he's, he's not into ride MXON anymore. I'll start with A-Ray. What did you think on, on Steve's thoughts with that, with Christian and the 250 versus Justin and the 450? What was your thoughts on uh, on Steve's input there? Yeah, I mean, I can kind of agree with him there. Uh, you know, Christian isn't really the lightest guy for a 250. Um, but, you know, like everyone says that 250 is super, super good, right? Like, I mean, it's pretty much a 450. Um, he, I, I would agree if you want to put a 450 guy down to the 250 with Justin Barsha out now, I mean, you're going to have to go Christian Craig because, I mean, Sexton's a 450 guy. Tomac clearly is a 450 guy, although that, you know, David Billman did have some good points. But, you know, I, I just think with uh, Christian's weight, with the three guys, Christian's weight, he's the one who's uh, rode the bike the most. I, I'm going to have to agree with Steve there, yeah. What about you, Doug? Little... I think I said that was a good point, right? I do think likely the guy on the 250 is going to get a, a worse start than the guys on the 450. To be very aggressive and move people out of your way at times and throw some elbows and, you know, rev the shit out of the bike. And, and I'm going to go with that, that those, uh, those skill sets, because like Steve said, Christian's very calculated. He's looking at the best lines and tries to ride very smooth. And that may not work against 450s the way we would need it. So I think it was a really good point, and I would love to disagree with Steve, but I can't. I'm the same as well, I think. Uh, it's, you know, we're going to get to it a little bit later here when, when Justin Cooper does call in, but it's, I feel like we're throwing his name around after one one good race um it's yeah i i don't know it it's just it's super bizarre and like he said i think he was a bit upset that he didn't get the call up for this um bit off topic but uh, like i said we did get the news that that Justin Barger has withdrawn what's your what's your thoughts on that why what do you think fuels that uh ray uh i just think you know that uh he has been struggling with his bike here lately um and i think he just now has found a setting right like i mean i think they went back to his old setting at millville and uh i think he's he's getting more progression out of that and he wants to finish this year strong and on a on a high note he did ride the 250f a few days here in california and from what i heard it didn't really go that good but that that's just from hearsay that's not i mean i wasn't out of the track i wasn't watching anything but I mean, for him to be ready for the MXDN, I would say that he needs to start training on the 250 now, like and start getting comfortable on it. And it's just, you know, for, I just, uh, I just don't think that's what he wants to do. I think he wants to finish this year strong um, on the 450 and get a good result. Well, well, Steve said. I'm pretty sure Steve said throughout the show that whoever gets picked is going to drop down uh, to the 250 for the final four, four, three or four rounds. Has that been announced, Darkside? Is that a, was was that something that Steve said? I haven't heard that before. He mentioned it. I, I don't know if that was a uh, like locked in. I think that was a suggestion, and uh, I can tell you, I was here for the 
you know, and he basically just said, Hey, you know, I'm just starting like, like I already said to figure out the 450 settings where I want them. And I've been pretty far off and it's really not fair. I would need to go start riding 250 now full time. And that's not really feel uh, fair to the, to the 450 program we're running. So he just felt like it wasn't the right time. It wasn't going to work. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. And I, I think Christian's the best pick other than you, you t- you said Nick a minute ago that Justin Cooper really has only had one good race, but it really he's been off. He, there's been a big gap between the top three guys and himself, but he has been top three or four numerous times this year. Like his, his results aren't really that bad. Yeah. It's just he's way off the pace. Maybe. So, uh, I mean, I don't and, and going back to Barsha, what A Ray said about him riding the two fifty, I heard he was fairly far off of Pierce, even, you know, out there at Glen Helen. So yeah, I don't know that he, you know, obviously he'd get better in a few weeks if he rode the bike four or five weeks, but how much better? Is he gonna be better than Justin Cooper is right now? I don't know. Yeah, that maybe you know maybe it's the fact that we keep comparing uh, Justin Cooper and that to obviously the Lawrence brothers or, or Joe Shimoda, who is obviously not a pick for you know Team America, obviously from the nationality. But it's it's super interesting for sure. We'll get to a bit more of Justin Cooper here in a little bit. But general chat in the it's probably one of my favorite segments of the show the start of the show i don't know i feel like you just get good banter and it sort of sets it up for what it's going to be for the rest of the show you ask this question all the time dark side but i've never heard you actually answer it what is your favorite segment of the pulp and mech show 99 percent of the time it's race tech rant <laughs> oh 100 100 race tech rant yeah just i mean they're every once in a while the rants aren't as fire but 99 i'd say 99 percent of the time it's the race tech rant yeah i, I love when Steve gets wound up over something that like jt's cooler that just makes no sense to get that upset about but he does well it's, fun. Yeah, it's like jt's cooler or or what was it the mxdn or even the freaking uh he's trying to get his wife a new car Oh, that, yeah, that was, that was cool. I sat there. I listened to that probably three or four times. It was so funny. Yeah, or USPS going having to go down there and deal with them. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love it. Well, it's funny you mention it because we do have the audio from uh, Monday night's rant, which we'll get to right now, and we'll break it down. How about the AMA live timing? It looks like it's from like 2005 MS DOS. It's the same fucking program. It's never changed. Yeah. Like they don't spend the money. Just spend the money. Get a better. Like that's what we do on this show. So I spend the money to get a better podcast recorder. And then um, this thing we fucking stream with. What, what's this called, Marks? What's the fucking thing called? What are you talking the about? The thing I fucking stream with. The, the program. The, the MacBook Pro. No, no, no. The fucking thing. The fucking thing. The white computer. I don't know. I don't know. Marks. A Tim. That's a camera switch. Hold on. The switcher? Audio hijack. Oh, hijack. That's yeah, a program. Okay. Software. I, you bought it. I bought it. Yeah. I bought it. I upgraded. I bought it. I bought this new Mac because it was taking a long time to render the shows. Yeah. I spend money to upgrade to get better things. The AMA apparently has decided that their 2004 program is good enough. It's good enough. We don't even know who fucking crosses the white stripe first. We don't know any positions until the end of lap one. All the things that can happen on lap one. Why Kay, can, Kay can eat shit and go from fourth to, to last. Kay can pass one or two guys. Yeah. We don't know. How come TV, TV knows who crosses the white yep. stripe? Don't know. Different, we can't get it, though. AMA program. won't do it. Yeah. Won't do, won't, won't do it. 
It's such a joke. That's my rant. That's my really thick rant. I wasn't even planning on one tonight. See, see how I poked and prodded? Fuck, man. It doesn't take much. Spend some fucking money. Upgrade your systems. I've told the AMA guy. I'm like, dude, Why you got to fix this. You have the wrong guys listed. Your program looks like it's from the mid-90s. It looks like looks like fucking Tater programmed it, wrote the code for it. Like, <laughs> fix it, man. Catch some strays. Bro. Yeah, Tater. He put a zero in a one spot. Tatercoding.com. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, it's a joke. We're world class, and this is what we got. Fuck me, man. It's amazing. <laughs> that gets me every time. I love it. Dark side. Did you say halfway through that, why are you yelling at me? Is that what? Yes. <laughs> yes, because he was looking right at me and he was getting wound up. I was like, why are you yelling at me? How? Oh, could you imagine if JT was across, his, across from him? He'd really got round up, dude. <laughs> It's yeah. the rants. They're just like I said, like you said, Dark Side. They make this show what it is, and the content we get from this. That was weird. I haven't heard Steve like "fuck me," right? Like just continually <laughs> was upset at it. Um, talk about that moment being in there. Were you just like Steve's joking, and then he just wound himself up, Dark Side? What was your thoughts on that? Oh no! As soon as he started talking about live timing and i was like oh here we go it's gonna because he's i've heard him talk about it so many times before so i was just kind of i was getting excited like i was ready to have my popcorn and a coke and watch a movie because <laughs> i knew it was about to get fired up so i was uh i was on the edge of my seat excited yeah it's it, it, it was, you just know it's gonna ramp up it's it's gonna start up mellow and he's gonna get himself fired up i thought it was funny how he just brings in tater like doing nothing he's just sitting there doing his job and he gets an insult thrown at him i thought dude that was hilarious though getting to the actual information of the rant alex I tend to agree, right? Like, Steve's right. This this thing is pretty fucking ancient, and it needs to get better. No, I mean, it definitely does. I mean, it's, it's a battle we deal with every single year, right? I mean, whether it's, like, Wi-Fi at the track or the freaking AMAs, like, they're, they're lighting time and there's something's wrong. Like, and we're even delaying practice because they can't figure this shit out. I'm like... We it's 2022, like they have all kinds of technology out there. Like this is weird shit. You can't even fucking get some live timing going with a little transponder. I mean, come on. Yeah, literally, I can link the Polar Watch Steve gave me to my phone to my laptop through magic. Basically, Bluetooth is fucking magic. I can broadcast a, a video on YouTube from my phone to my TV through magic. I could go to a bumfuck. <laughs> Egypt racetrack and the transponders at those tracks work almost every time for they me. Have, yeah, go ahead. They have virtual freaking start and finish lines on Strava for bicycles, like a, like a, an invisible fucking line that somehow your watch picks up from a fucking satellite. Like, how yes. did they not have live timing at fucking Washougal or Millville or something like that whenever there is, like, a virtual line? Like, it's like, hey, you it, can race from A to B with 200,000 fucking people, but you can't fucking get a live timing going at a race. I don't understand. Yeah, and then like you got riders like Cade that are listed as other riders, and yeah, it's it's unreal. At, yeah. at, uh, no, I'm from fucking I'm Milan, Texas, on half the time on Supercross too. Like, <laughs> I'm from fucking Tennessee, people. Yeah, like, it's 
it's uh it's factual it's a factual rant and it makes no sense for a, a top level motorsport to have such issues just like map tv like how, fix the fucking problem it's funny you mention it dark side because i want to go back to what cade said and he's just like i don't know what round he was he said but he didn't have phone reception and the tv showing him someone else and he's like my family doesn't even know i fucking qualified for the main and i'm in the <laughs> races and the, like what the hell like yeah i think that was millville because everything was really bad at millville there was i came back to the tent um, like with a lap to go and I was like whoa what? I was looking at my fantasy I was like how did my riders go from like 5th to 20th or whatever I was like and Kellen and was like no dude timing's just fucked <laughs> and there's people up there that like 4th and 5th that were 20th it was a mess it feels like it's something that's never going to get better to A-Ray <laughs> like it feels like oh, every man. year it's the same issue and then if it's not the same issue it gets worse Honestly, if anyone can change it, it's Steve Mathis. The power of pulp, the amount of stuff that the power of pulp has done. Like, if you've seen all the barricades, all the like the organization that there has been made to Glen Helen Raceway on a freaking Saturday or on an REM weekend, that after Steve's rants and I, I don't know, man. Like, if anyone can help change it, it's Steve Mathis. That's for sure. It's funny. I was gonna say that. Like, I reckon. If Steve jumps up enough, he can have this thing change. And, you know, talking about those words right there, what you said, Alex, the power of Steve Mathis, how wild was it um, when Kay came out and said that pulp stick is all over Afghanistan? How, like, that's crazy, right? Yeah, no, it's it's freaking, I don't know, man. It's something that he, t- he took and it just went running. I mean, obviously, it, it took years to build this empire that he has, but, man, he stuck with it, and, and he's got something truly amazing now. It's do you, What's your thoughts on that dark side? Like, Steve didn't seem to believe uh, what he was saying about there being polymex stickers all over Afghan. I like what you said. Um, you, you came back with that pretty quickly and said, are you, are you, are you calling uh, a hero a liar or something like that? What's, what's your thoughts on uh, that with the Afghan stickers? That's cool, dude. Yeah, I, I mean, it does seem a little surprising that something so small as a motocross podcast would have that um, broad of, like, you'd see stickers overseas like that. But... I'm sure there's a lot of motor fans in the military, right? And we see every every fucking weekend during Supercross, hey, it's broadcast, you know, on the Armed Forces Network. So they see the sport. They probably there's probably a lot of fans. They it's something they get into when they're over there because there's not a lot of options. And then maybe they start following the podcast. So I can see it. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, dude. It's it's cool. And you know, look at look at me. Like I'm over here in Australia, and that's the reason I'm doing this is. Only because of Pulp Mex and Steve Mathis. So, uh, it's yeah, it's crazy, dude. Hey, first guest calls in for the night. Chase Sexton calls in and talks about his amazing ride from the weekend. It was Shugal. Breaks down the racing from the weekend. And then this weird sort of battle thing he's got going with Eli Tomac. You know, we talk about the, the crash on the weekend, getting up, can't get the bikes going. I thought it was a great interview. Um, some great information was given. I learned a lot of things about him and, you know, some of his stuff in his outfit and what he does for racing. What did you guys think? I'll go to Alex first. What did you think about Chase as a, uh, as a guest in this interview? I think Chase, you know, him, you know, on Monday night, he was an awesome guest, you know. I mean, I think he had uh, a lot of good points. You know, him, Kay, him and Cade, they talked about the shadows uh, at Washougal. Uh, they talked about the dirt. Um, I, I was just really, 
I don't know. I was just taking it all in because, you know, whenever I race at Washougal, I know how, I know what I feel and, you know, sort of what he says about Washougal and I don't know, just the different aspect of, like the different mentality of what he goes through as someone who's like a championship contender versus someone like Cade. And then, uh, and then, yeah, you know, just his whole battle with uh, him and Eli, what he had to say about that. And then, like I said earlier, the, the, the information that he gave uh, on his time, you know, what he's going to do on his time off. So, I think it was a it was a great interview. The training thing and you know explaining what he does with his dad and I didn't know it was that close knit of a you know an outfit for him for what he does. One of the interesting uh, parts of the call for this to me, and Darkside probably remembers this, is is talking a bit of smack and not realizing that uh, Chase is actually on the line, which I have the <laughs> audio for, and then uh, we'll go through it. Okay. Do you have a take on Darkseid saying that it was your fault in Atlanta? <laughs> like, I was listening to that. I was like, hmm. hmm. I, it wasn't like, it was just a racing incident. I yes. wouldn't say it was either of us' fault. Well, I just, okay. it was kind of like, I didn't know what he was going to do. He didn't right. even know I was there. You, so, you was, share some blame in the incident. It's not 100% K. Clayson's yeah. fault. But, yeah, you know, you know what? But I'm not going with like, it's, it's your fault. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to just we give. We came together at Unadilla when I crashed on the start. I think. Yeah, was that okay? Did we come together last year at Unadilla, me and you? Yeah, that was, yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> that was, that was, that but that was, was first lap. But you I had already too. crashed and you were coming back through the pack and then we crashed yeah. again. And I just, I remember getting up and being like, again, really? Yeah. <laughs> like it had to yeah, be me. It was, uh, yeah, I came in like really hot and it was, and he didn't, he obviously didn't know I was there. And I was like, I, Pretty much just took us both out. Right. Now that, that one was on me, but the other one, I was like, it was just a race. Yeah, incident, yeah. So. Well, I, that's you can say. You just can't say like Darkseid just said that. That's Chase's <laughs> fault. I was trying to. Sure. I was trying to give Kate a Listen, little. Listen, uh, you didn't know Chase was on the line. Well, no, no, I did not. <laughs> that is true. It's all right. It's all right. Everyone has their own opinion. I, I just. I actually forgot about that until we uh, right. until I heard oh, about okay. it. Well, yeah. I was having a mental breakdown first the end of first moto this weekend because when you and Eli crashed, I was right in front of you guys about to get lapped. Like I was, I went around the outside to let you guys go by, and I'm like, oh, they're still a little bit behind me. I'm going to go and they'll come by me on these jumps. And I go over the turning wall or the turning little single thing, and I look back, <laughs> and you guys are gone. And I'm like, what? What the hell just happened? Like, where did they go? Like, did I? <laughs> really just caused them to crash again and uh, <laughs> i was literally mentally mind effed the whole next lap because i thought i made you guys crash and i went up to duff uh craig's mechanic on the line i'm like dude did i do something to make eli crash like what happened he's like no 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 no, no. it wasn't your fault this time oh. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Duff. thanks bro yeah. dark side Dark yeah. side, dark side, dark side. The first question <laughs> I have for you after that audio is when Chase came on the line, were you like, oh, shit, he probably just heard exactly what I just said? A little bit, but I, I stand by it to some degree. I was sort of just joking. Where I was trying to take a little bit of the blame off of Kate, but I do stand by these top-level guys when they run into the back of a lapper, like – even uh, the week before with Jet, right when he got pat or uh, Hunter got passed by Jet because Hunter ran up on the lappers, you gotta fucking look ahead, dude. I'm sorry, you're coming up that much faster. You have to know where they are, even if they. I don't know. I just so to some to some degree, I do feel like Chase was to blame somewhat. Maybe not as much as I put it on 
Monday night when I didn't know Chase was listening, but still, yeah. It, <laughs> but it was it was still a little bit like, oh shit. See, yeah. See, I'm interested in this because. A-Ray, you've been in this position a few times and had to deal with it, you know, being lapped and stuff like that, whether it's Supercross, Motocross. What's your take on this situation? Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you're getting lapped uh, and, and say, like, you're someone like me or someone like Cade, hell, even Chiz, maybe sometimes, um, like, you're getting the blue flag a ton. Like, you're getting it almost too much. So you know that you're about to get lapped. So in that aspect like hey like i know you're coming like you're i'll get out of the way don't worry about it but the only thing i would say it gets a little tricky sometimes is whenever you are in a battle with someone and then you're you come you're coming up to get lapped you know some of the guys like behind you will use the lap or use like the leaders to get around you and that that's kind of what pisses me off sometimes but like yeah, I mean it's. I would say, shit. I mean it's. I would say it's both both guys' fault, right? Like, hey, I feel like it was kind of a mud race. I think in Atlanta that one time a little bit. It might have been that race. I don't remember, but uh, but yeah, I think Chase just took the wrong line. I think it was a fifty fifty deal how about that call from Cade saying look dude I'm I'm waiting for it to happen I can't see them behind me and automatically start stressing it's like Cade has PTSD from this type of thing <laughs> Goes- no we all do we all do because <laughs> yeah. we know that like hey if they go on the podium and then say oh some freaking lapper took me out and then like even the broadcast is like oh dude come on like come on Clayson like you just ruined the race blah 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 <laughs> So what all these freaking couch potatoes do and all the people on uh, Vital Jamie's forum, they'll just freaking rip the freaking privateers apart, right? They'll go on their Instagram and then give them death threats and everything. You suck. Fucking blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, we don't want to hear all that shit and deal with all of it. So we're a little gun shy half the time. It's funny. One thing I love about Steve is when he does come on the show like this, and I think he sees it from both sides. And Steve, you know, gives you guys a platform as well to to build your name and you know get these get these stories out. Like Kate and you from Pulp and some of these stories, like it's like you guys, Kate and A Ray, have this rivalry which Steve built. You know, it's been showcased on the show, dude. I love it. Oh yeah, no, it's it's good. That's why we're trying to get on Rick Ware racing and be freaking teammates <laughs> on the light bike, dude. Are you tired, A-Ray? Yeah, I just had a yawn. Yeah, it's a whole thing, right? It was a good good yawn. You should be thinking about the Uh, Pulp show because that shouldn't make you tired. Hey, (laughs) another bit of the audio we had here, Chase Sexton, when he called in, we were talking about, you know, his performance, what he does, you know. I think there was a really good question from Cade, which I have some audio here from about his training, which we will get to. Let me just find it. Do you and your dad write your program or does Tyler write all of that stuff and do all of your, you know, your off the bike stuff and everything like that? Um, I'm just curious because I, I mean, I think we can all agree your technique's pretty, pretty awesome and how often you stand and stuff like that. And I just didn't know, like, do you guys come up with that or um, does, you know, Tyler do it? Okay. So actually, um, Tyler, I I love Tyler and everything, but I just actually ride at um, his track. So it's just, so Peter Park is my off the bike trainer and he's been Kenny's trainer, Chad Reed, all those guys. So, um, him and I actually collab on like the riding side. It's pretty simple. I mean, I've been doing it not super long, but five years now. And it, 
I've kind of gotten a formula I think that works for me and um we kind of we adjust week to week but him and I kind of come together on the on the riding like program part and then my dad is um my practice bike mechanic and he is also my technique guy so uh he's riding stuff in the pit board pretty much every lap on what I can do better and uh he's been there since day one and I can't tell you the, the hours I've spent on technique in the dark when I was in on 85s and just a lot of long days mm-hmm. um, practicing practicing that. And I think it's just stuck with me because once you have it, it's it's kind of you're with it. You have it forever. So it's um, the technique thing. I don't really work on it as far as like elbows and foot and all that stuff. But like it's like body position on the bike is one thing I've been focusing on. I used to get a little bit too far forward um just standing and stuff like that kind of getting lazy and now i'm i'm forcing myself to get farther and farther back just to for me being a taller guy the my leverage if i get too far forward it's really dramatic and also if you get too far back so um but that's one thing i've been working on and one thing that in the sand has has uh, cost me especially at southwick in the past year so that's one thing that i've been working on just trying to stay right in the center of the bike and if if not center a little bit farther back. So, Hey Ray, I'm going to go to you on this. That's a fair bit of information coming from him there. And I didn't realize he was that close with his dad in the program that he has on the bike as well. That's pretty cool. And, you know, knowing a bit about Chase Sexton and his family, that's, that's an awfully cool thing. What, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I think it's really cool. Uh, you know, especially, you know, him being in his pro career, uh, you know, him growing up with his family and everything, a lot of these, a lot of these riders, they don't have their family around, you know, it gets to a point to where it's like, I don't know, it's a, it's a bit touchy, right? It's like a touchy subject. It gets, it gets to that breaking point, but uh, it's awesome to see like him and his dad, like being super close like that. Obviously, you know, his dad always knows best, just like my dad. I mean, my dad taught me a lot, you know, but he just told me either the fucking gas is on or it's off, right? So that's, that's <laughs> fucking, I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm so sketchy, but it's freaking, I don't know. It's cool to see yeah, Chase and his dad, you know, they still have a, a great relationship. And obviously his dad knows a lot about technique because, I mean, the dude looks picture perfect on a motorcycle night. I mean, it's it's immaculate, so. Yeah, I think that's super cool. And he has, you know, like you said, he's been working with Peter Park for the last, I think, five years. So, uh, you know, he has something that works good for him. And, uh, hey, if it's working, if something ain't broke, don't fix it. so Or don't change it, I guess. So, yeah, yeah if it's working for him, then that's all good for him. So Yeah, that's interesting. That gentleman, that Peter guy, did he originally do Chad Reed as well back in the day? Um, I don't know. I know he worked with, uh, shit, Peter Park. He worked with Kenny a bit. He worked with Chase. Uh, I think Adam did a little bit with him. Maybe I might be wrong. I don't know if Chad, Chad, maybe Chad's worked with a lot of people, I think. Yeah. 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 Peter trained, trained under, uh, Kenny's brother-in-law. I'm blanking on his name. Um, Uh, yep. Yep. I know. I know. Yeah. Kenny's trainer trained him from what i understand yeah what was your thoughts dark side on, on chase sexton's call this this sort of seems like a new chase to me um i do just he just sounds confident everything he talks about um you know probably how he's shown how he is in pro motocross this season dude chase is good and that was a super good interview i i enjoyed it 
Yeah, I, I really think he's always a good interview personally, but um, I mean, I'm sorry that you don't think he's always good, that, you know, this is different for some reason. But uh, no, I think he, I do think he's more confident. I agree with you there. I mean, I asked him about that, right? Like there's, there's been a shift in his writing and he's, he's one of the guys now. And I think he believes that. So maybe when he comes in the interviews, it definitely, there you, that confidence flows out in the, in the interview as well as his writing. Um, there's definitely been a shift in his personality and he's definitely, um, you know, I, I asked him about, you know, if it's like you felt like you had to go in and I think he just feels like he has to win every week. It doesn't matter that he's been getting two, two, like he feels like he should be winning. So I, I really enjoyed talking to him and hearing what he had to say. I, I think you're exactly right there. And you know, whether he wins the championship or he doesn't win the championship, this is a, this is going to be a win in his books. Um, yeah. I think it was during uh, his call that we also got the information about Justin Shanty and Tomax guy at the Washougal start gates about a rut drama. What was the story? Yeah. What was the story? with that i heard uh steve talk about it but didn't really break it down too much so cade was telling us he was lined up next to eli and joey right savachi and um what's the guy's name from the amaa ray um canfield canfield there you go canfield had radioed down to one of his guys hey they they're their rut, their start, whatever rut has to be flat. Like they can't have, basically there was, you know, at the back of your rut, right where your tire rolls in, it's not always flat. There's a little bit of a hill there and the bikes were pointed downhill just a little bit is the way I took it. Just enough that they weren't level. And the guy's saying, you can't have that. It's in the rule book. You can't have that. Um, and so the AMA guy who nobody really recognized was telling them that and, and they were all just basically treating him like he was an idiot and apparently that guy was like why are you guys talking to me like I'm a fucking idiot <laughs> they're like well because you're being an idiot so yeah there was a lot of hoopla between the site lap and the gate drop which my mind was going to like that's exactly what Eli and Joey want to be dealing with right they're, they're trying to focus and they got some AMA guy going like you got to knock down the back of your, your rut to get the bike level like <laughs> it seems ludicrous but at some point they did pull up the rules it might have been during the show and it did say that was a fact well it's funny because Steve talks about a team manager messaging him the rule book did yeah. did Steve happen to tell you which team manager that was? No. See, that's an interesting thing as well, and it's you know I'm going to talk to you both about this as well. Is there's a lot of industry guys that listen to pulp, you know, whether it's riders, you know, I know Christian Craig listens a little bit. I know a lot of these other well listen, like you guys listen, Cade listens, team managers listen. That's pretty cool that there's so many people in the sport dark side that take this seriously and actually listen to it week in, week out. Yeah, you know, every week during the show, sometimes we hear about it, sometimes we don't. There'll be a topic and somebody, a writer, a mechanic, an official will, will respond to something going on during this live show through text, clarifying or giving info. So yeah, you're right. It's it's pretty interesting how many people are paying attention. And I'm, re- I'm really loving at the moment as well. For both weeks now, we've seen, you know, riders just called in. Like, uh, Carnell rings in, A-Ray rings in. It just adds to the show. And, you know, that's what Steve has created, these relationships with these guys where, okay, I can hear them talking about it. And they call in and get in part of the conversation. You know, we seen it with Joey Savacci last week. I hope more of the guys do this, A-Ray, and just keeps this thing going because it's it feels like it's so communal and normal now. 
Yeah, I mean, it's freaking crazy. Like, for me to unwind on a Monday night, you know, obviously it's like five o'clock. I'll just, you know, have some dinner and and watch the pulp show. It's uh, it's it's pretty cool, you know. And and to call those guys my friends, and you know, like I'll shoot the shit with like Doom Goon if they say something or if they're freaking talking shit about me on the on the show. I'll text them like, <laughs> and you know, I don't know. It's just a cool relationship to have, you know. I mean, they. I don't know. It just makes for a good show. I feel like sometimes, and uh, and yeah, uh, you know, I, I love I love calling in there, um, you know, and hopefully I'll be back on there. Yeah, in the next couple of weeks, dude. I I love it when you call in. But dark side, A Ray does a little bit of downhill mountain biking on the mountain bike all the time. If you could tell A Ray what tires he should use on his downhill bike, what would it be? Oh, Mister Bicycle, duh. Absolutely. You guys know all about Michelin motorcycle tires from the Pulp MX show. Time to learn about Michelin bicycle tires. If you want the same tires as Cam Zinc and Sam Hill run, visit Michelin bike, visit bike.michelin.com. That should, I feel like that should be the other way around. Can we get that changed, Darkside? Go hit up them guys. I'll, I'll, yep. I'll tell Randy. Yep, if we can get that arranged, that would be awesome. For details, also Seal Savers is the original fork seal protection, starting with the original Seal Savers to prevent dirt, dust, and mud from getting into your fork seal. You can also try zip-on seal savers that make installation a breeze. Visit sealsavers.com, enter code PULP25 to save, and you will save 25%. Guts Racing, guys, if it's style and performance you want, you've come to the right place. For the highest performance seat covers and foam on the market, visit gutsracing.com. And don't forget, guys, go to motorsport.com for all your OEM and aftermarket parts. Use the Motorsport widget and the Pulp MX Show to save and always support the sponsors that support Pulp MX. Go to www.pulpmxshow.com. Click on the Sponsors tab and links for your discount codes. We thank those guys for being a part of this. Without those guys... Darkside wouldn't be where he is now. Right, Darkside? 100% true. Absolutely. Moving on down here, Justin Cooper calls in. Seemed to be a great interview with him as well. Two pieces of audio I've found, and I seem to find interesting about this, especially with the foot uh, racing the Lawrence brothers and especially MXDN discussion. Like you said at the start, A-Ray, describing it a little bit disrespectful, not being in the conversation. We'll get to that audio in a second. What did you guys think of Justin Cooper as well? Like I said at the beginning, just seemed a little bit off. Uh, yeah, I again, Justin's his personality is not the most exciting. I understand that. But I did like that he, uh, he answered that question about the Christian Craig or just the MXDN lack of uh, acknowledgement towards Justin Cooper. I, I like the fact that he answered honestly. He could have easily said, ah, oh, man, I understand. It's not that big of a deal. But he's like, no, man, it does feel kind of shitty, you know? So I dug that. Like, he was – he took it. And then I was kind of surprised. He may not be being truthful, but that his foot is getting better because I had heard it was not, and he might be having another surgery. So, um yeah, I thought it was full of good information, and I loved his response to my question about the MXDN. Well, let's get to that audio right now, and then uh, we'll break it down. goes into our MXDN question. Obviously, all of us people have been talking about Barsha and Craig. Uh, you just won a moto. They're not picking the team yet. Are you kind of like – are you miffed a little bit, Justin, that your name hasn't come up more? You, you've, you've gone there before, uh, ridden well, uh, crashed also when, when, with Jason in the, in the mud and slop of Holland. But are you like, hey, guys, what about me? Or – do you understand or are have they are you in the running for this like where, where's your feelings about this yeah honestly like it's it's a big deal and i don't feel like i have been you know 
I have been deserving the spot, but you know, as of lately, I've been, I've definitely been feeling better on the bike and I mean, it's obviously showing, but yeah, it, it does frustrate me. Um, I see where they're coming from, but mm-hmm. yeah, the red buds and I heard talk like I wasn't good at red, but I, I got a, I went down the first lap there and I got like a 30th place start in both motos. So they didn't go good there, but, right. um, yeah, it's just been, it's, it's, it's so far away. I feel, and you know, I've been getting better on, yeah. you know, each, each week and it's just so far away, like two months or whatever. And I think by then it's, I'm going to be, you know, where I was last year, if not better, I, I already feel like I am a little bit better than I was last year. Right. Well, I feel like, like, because I, I think you should be one of the top considered guys. Like I get that you're not winning right now consistently, but I think throughout the season, you're going to get better. This three week break is probably going to do you a lot of good for your foot and stuff. Um, but I just, I really don't think a 450 guy transitioning to a 250. like, yeah, those guys are really good, but are them transitioning to a completely different motorcycle. Like, yes, it's the same brand, it's the same frame, whatever, but it's in reality, it's a completely different motorcycle. And to ride, say, at your level on a bike that you haven't trained on all year is extremely difficult. And I think that you are a better bet than, say, one of those guys. Like, it's not like we're saying we want, you know, our next option is a 15th place 250 guy. No, like you're winning motos. You're on the podium. Like you're still a really, really good rider. I just think that you have just as good of a chance um, to do really well there as say one of the 450 guys dropping down. Uh, look at Cade's Cade's impassioned plea here. I just yeah. I, I have faith in him. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's nice to see. Well, if if he's saying his foot's almost all better, yeah. then my my thoughts are shifting a little bit too. Okay, I was under the impression right. he was still bothering him. Right, right. Didn't look like it this weekend, and right. he's saying not so much. Right. You know, Eli was on our show uh, last week, uh, Justin, and said, "Yeah, I don't know why we have why are we picking the team for Unadilla? Why? Why do we bother? We got time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't. It, does, it, it is weird to me too. I know posters and gear want to get made and all that, but do, I mean, do we need to pick it so early? Hey, pick it, pick it the week of. Who cares? <laughs> <There you go. laughs> I mean, it's just like Barsha's not comfortable on the bike that he rides now. Why? Why put him on a completely different one and expect him to go do good? <laughs> oh man, uh, Justin Ouch. Cooper on the show brought to you by Wyskill Pistons seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven you got a question for uh, uh justin cooper give us a call uh weisco two stroke and four stroke pistons there's a discount code on pulpamexshow.com to save with the folks at weisco uh, i oh. is there any salt in the wound that one of the guys being picked is one of your teammates that doesn't even ride the 250 anymore um i mean it's kind of disrespectful in a way but um yeah he did crush it this year in supercross but i do think we need a star 250 in the disnation i mean i think that's a no-brainer i'll go to you on this one a ray you know you said at the start of the show as well about the disrespectful talk i'm with you dude i think he sounds angry there you know he says i think we should have a a star 250 but it's disrespectful for it to be you know potentially christian craig is that saying that he feels like he should 100 percent have this ride I I don't know if he 100% thinks that he should have this right. I just I think that he wants to be actually like considered. I think he wants like a fair shot. Um, he is getting better. He says his his foot's getting better. Do we know? No, but 
whatever. I mean, if he says it's getting better, let's hope it is. You know, if if he wants to get considered, um, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that they're going to be do some doing some lab time battles at the farm. Like I said, like I mean, Duff Duff has a 250 built, and I think someone posted something a Christian riding the 250F already. So I think that they're going to do some uh, do some scrimmage races on that thing for sure. Absolutely. What about yeah. you? What about you, Dark Side? You tended to fall with believing about the foot. You know, if the foot's there, you could be on this train. Did he sell you? Are you sold? I, I need to see him at Unadilla. Um, but yeah, first of all, Christian did ride the 250 today. But I don't know if that's supposed to be public knowledge, but whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm sold. If Justin's foot's 90%, then Justin's the guy. Uh, I think he deserves it. He needs another shot at it. He he showed how much heart he had the last time he was at MXDN when he went down with Jason and got back up and you know with a hurt hand or whatever and just fucking still ripped through the pack as best he could. I think he deserves a second chance. If he's healthy, he's the guy that deserves to go 100%. What about when Steve says, you know, and this is one thing I, I love about Steve because we're going to get to another piece of audio here as well, where he's not scared to dance around the bush. He will say the question as it is. Justin Cooper's talking last year about the bike setup, and Steve goes, why wouldn't you just go straight back to the bike setup that you had last year? But then Justin Cooper said he'd have been struggling with that bike last year. It was like a bulldog trying to get the thing around the track. What was your thoughts on that? And, you know, Put it back to Steve, and Steve sort of, you know, settled down with that with that comment there. What was your thoughts on that, Dockside? That was surprising that he was struggling with it. Like, he, he kind of just said he was trying something different and just, yeah, tried to manhandle it, and he decided he needed to fix it. So maybe that's maturity, right, to say, hey, I'm going to try something. I got to go back to something that's more comfortable. Um, but, yeah, it surprised the shit out of me. I, I didn't think – he didn't look to me like he was struggling last year too much. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, A-Ray? What was your thoughts with that comment about last year with, with struggling with the bike? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I mean, you can always struggle with the bike, but, I mean, if you're if you're doing well, then, you know, you kind of don't really want to change it, I don't think. And, I mean, I think he was doing well. And, you know, uh, I think that, I don't know, he – I think this injury, he had to change a little bit the way he had to ride. And I think his last year setup just wasn't working at the beginning of the year. But, uh, you, you know, I, I personally think that there for a bit, he tested his way into a hole. But uh, I think I think he's on the on the way out of that hole for sure. I think he's found some good settings so far. But, but yeah, that, I mean, that's my opinion. Uh, obviously, I think, um, you know, props to Steve for, for, you know, asking the hard questions. But me personally, yeah, I think that he had to change his riding style a little bit due to his foot because, I mean, it was an early injury. Yeah, that could be exactly right. And like you said, Steve asking the hard questions. One thing I love about Steve is his ability to ask the hard questions. Say it straight as it is. Doesn't dance around it. Like this next bit of audio we got from Cade Clayson. We'll go through it and then uh, we'll break it down. Say you, you're not going to ride Supercross next hold year because you want to stay Justin, on the little bike. Hold hear- on, hold on, hold on. True or false, Justin? We're hearing rumors. No Supercross for you, 250 outdoors for 2023. Can you confirm or deny anything? I can confirm that. Okay, thank you. Okay. Um, now there's, I'm just asking because you're obviously still a very good supercross rider. Was, is there any possibility that like stars like, Hey, we still want you to be out there riding. Do you think they'd let you go do some world supercrosses, um, on their bike, obviously for one of these teams that let you bring your own program in so that way you can still kind of stay relevant on a supercross track or, um, 
you think that is a no possibility from uh, from those guys? I think it's a possibility. It's just a pretty tough one. Um, I love Supercross. I mean, I really want to do it, and it's a bummer with the situation on the belt and all that. But uh, yeah, right now I'm I might be looking at doing like uh, you know the Paris event or something like mm-hmm. that, but nothing set in stone for the world supercross as of yet going to you a ray on this one that was a bit interesting that audio there you know kate asked the question and you can see how he's setting up to sort of dance around that and steve just comes in takes it and just puts it to him straight doesn't mess around and i think it actually puts cooper a little bit uh, you know puts him off a little bit but we get the truth out of that what was your thoughts on on that question from steve yeah, I mean, I honestly, I I wasn't ready for for Justin Cooper to answer, honestly, you know. Um, but I mean, hey, Steve, he laid it out there on the table, and and uh, Justin Cooper, I, I, what do you guys think? Do you think that he he maybe overshared at that, or like, do you think that he just doesn't care and he's just like, yeah, I'm not racing Supercross? I, I I feel like that was overshared. What about you, Darkside? <laughs> Mm, I, I I think he will be riding some Supercross. <laughs> he uh, he texted me before the show. He's like, "Hey, be careful with the questions about that," because he's like, "I don't really know what the deal is with Supercross yet." So I think I, I don't know that he really knows. I think he that was just what he went with at the time of the show, because they are kind of saying that he won't be riding much Supercross, you know. But I think he's trying to. Yeah, I think I think one of the, it's one of those things where he's trying to, but the team might be t- saying something otherwise that he might be a little bit frustrated with. Yeah, I I, I could yeah. I could go with that as well. When you think he's going to ride some Supercross, what what do you think his plans are going to be for next year? If we're going to take a guess on what Justin Cooper does, what do you, what do you think, Darkside? Man, I don't even know. Um, I, I maybe select like four fifty races. Because I think that's kind of what he wants to try. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't even. I, I could just guess, but I, I don't have anything concrete to guess off of. Yeah. What What about you, A Ray? What What's your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah. I mean, that that's. I would say something along those lines. Maybe like um, selected four fifty rounds. I would say like maybe if we go to like the Atlanta uh, Speedway, Daytona, something like that on a 450, maybe get his feet wet because, I mean, I, I don't know if it's, if it's because of him pointing out or if it's because of his foot. Like someone said he might need another surgery, but, I mean, he, he's going to have to move up eventually to the 450 class. It's getting closer. So I think that if anything's in the plan, I think it's something like on, that, on the levels of that. It's it's funny. World Supercross was another big discussion of the night. You know, from talking about the size of the tracks, the stadium, um, everything. You know, the teams that go behind it. When Steve talks about World Supercross, do you guys think he's an advocate for it, or do, or do you think he's against it? What's what's your thoughts, Darkside? I don't know that he's for or against. I think he's just kind of it, from the you know, and I don't have the news that he does. I don't have the entire information. I think from his what he's hearing, it just seems kind of like a shit show. So he does just doesn't know how it's gonna go. So I think he's just sort of waiting to watch and see. Uh, I'm not sure he's really setting an opinion one way or the other, hoping for the best but expecting the least. Yeah, I, I could I could go with that as well. What about what about you, A Ray? When hearing you know these guys talk about World Supercross, talking about the stadium, talking about the tracks, you know, being something like a, a Paris hybrid, 
it, do you think that's do you think that's Steve sort of you know having a guess on the situation or or that's some inside word or what it's going to be? I mean, yeah, I mean that's what that's what a lot of us are hearing as well. Um, yeah, I mean, in the Steve's point, or you know, I mean, Darkside's point uh, on Steve, like. I think it's cool too that he's still trying to get his uh, little freaking privateer friends to uh, to get rides over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny you mention that. We do have that audio. So, Benny, Benny Bloss calls in. This comes up. We start talking about World Supercross, and you know, trying to find rides like you. You're trying to find as well. And then we get uh, we get this amazing piece of audio. Hello, uh, Rick Ware. This is uh, Steve Mathis calling. I'm currently an agent in the sport of Supercross Motocross, uh, calling for my riders uh, Cade Clayson and Benny Bloss for World Supercross opportunity. If you could give us a call back, 702-586-7857. Uh, I've got a couple of riders that are ready to ride for you and ready to perform on the track and a couple of good human beings as well, Rick. So I'll be anxiously awaiting your call. They'll ride whatever you want. Uh, wherever you can and uh, they won't complain about it so uh, alright Rick talk to you soon have a good day hey <laughs> Ray this is just awesome <laughs> yeah no I, I, Steve texted me I think like Sunday night or actually it might have even been Monday morning he's like hey do you have Rick Ware's number I'm like uh, yeah why he's like oh I'm gonna call him <laughs> I'm gonna call him on the show I'm like oh shit <laughs> but uh, yeah no I mean I've had my share of calls with uh, Rick Ware and they've all ended in the same same result just the voicemail so I just love, love I just love the fact dark side that Steve does not care Steve will go and, and you no, know he doesn't care at all I love it call these guys up gets the guys on talks about it you know promoting it he really you know at the end of the day Steve does so much for privateers in the sport it's incredible dark side what was your thoughts when we got the whole the whole phones oh. ringing you know the numbers reading you're starting to say things and, and Steve's just playing off real cool what was your thoughts when that was going down in studio well i knew it was coming because we had talked about it earlier in the day so i kind of expected it to go that way and kate was like yeah all i ever get is like a uh you know this number is not listed or not no, not a working number so I, maybe kate has the wrong number so i just expected kate would have the wrong number <laughs> yeah that's kind of what i'm wondering if he and i was like i started going is this guy even a real person is this like some fucking movie <laughs> you know that's like some mythical person that doesn't really exist and then today that that Twitter account that A-Ray mentioned earlier responded. I go, I bet that's a fake account. And, and I did the Michael, same thing. I checked the same yeah. thing and it looked real. Well, Michael said, that's his son. He said, yeah, son runs it. So apparently it's not, but yeah, the whole thing just seemed like, like a joke almost. Like it's not real. There is no Rick Ware. Who is Rick Ware? It's it, like I said on Twitter this morning, you can't script this. This is just yes. hilarious. Like, and this is going to continue. You know, this is gonna this is gonna be another one for for all those listeners out there that listen to these Pulpamex jokes that sort of you hear about you don't know where they started. You're seeing one right now because this is going to continue. You know, Rick, Rick, pick up, <laughs> pick up, Rick. But this, oh, dude, yeah, <laughs> poor Rick, bro. Like the amount of tweets like he's about to get, like all these Supercross fans, like all these freaking the power of pulp's about to rain down on Rick Ware, dude. Oh, dude. But how great will it be is if the, if the power pulp does rain down and it ends up being A Ray Cade and like Benny, like that's all because of Steve. So apparently they do. I I did see a tweet today. They do have Brees and Sabachi right now, but there is two lights deals 
ready to be fucking scooped up, and I would love to be one of those wise guys. It's funny. Okay. It's funny you mention it. Steve's gonna hate me for this, but I got told there's a good chance that Joey Savacci ends up with CDR, the Australian Yamaha team here. So who knows what could what could happen with there? After this whole Rick thing went down, Logan Carnell calls in and drops us with the fact that. He's actually a sponsor of Carnow. Rick sponsors Carnow. I was at the time, I thought he was joking. But that's a real thing, Darkside, yeah? Yeah, but he's never met him either. I was like, okay, this dude, this dude's not real. <laughs> this guy's like, fake. Dude, the guy is crazy looking. I, well, I mean, I don't know. He's got, I don't know. I, I've seen pictures of him. I've seen pictures of him. They have Instagram. I've seen pictures of him. Yeah, I saw one today too. But Monday night, I was like, this just doesn't seem, none of this seems real. It's you know it's funny like we got the press release I because I, I work for Adam Bailey I get the press release for all the stuff as well and there's actually a photo of him and when this is happening Monday night I'm like I'm gonna go back and you know put that image on Google and see if this dude is actually real but like I said man this is funny this is gonna be a joke that continues like what about JT JT describing Rick Ware Racing as the fire festival if you guys have seen that on Netflix that yeah. was that was fantastic I loved that. It's <laughs> a pretty good, pretty good reference. I I think Carnell actually gets brought up a fair bit uh, during the night. Carnell looks miserable, and then uh, Steve just comes out with some of the yeah, you know, he, he looks great. He's th- he's throwing money into a fireplace, and he's got all these beautiful girls <laughs> doing yoga on his motorcycle. That that's funny, dude. That that's good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Carnell's got it. He's got it figured out right now. That's for sure. What about you, Ray? Why are we gonna look? Are you looking down this avenue? Maybe you go to the Carnell program. Uh, no, I need all the help I can get. Get to we can just keep on the straight and narrow, man. I, I, I can't. I can't be going out there. Uh, I'm sorry. No. Oh, that, quit trying. Quit trying to steer A Ray the wrong direction. He's got a good yeah. Team. No, dude. A Ray got a good woman. Got a good woman. I can't be. I can't be looking at other chicks' titties and shit. Freaking <laughs> doing. When, yeah. When, your trick, no. when your chick dresses as Princess Leia, you got to lock it down. No, yeah. oh, gotta lock it down, dude. Well, as, as Steve says, A Ray is in love. Talking about another one of Steve's uh, rants. How was the power band suspension rant? Now, Dark Side. They're one of your sponsors, is that right? Yeah, they, they sponsor the Moto X Pod Show. Yeah, I just love how up and into it he just gets. He just gets so flustered and angry at their name. What was it? were you just like at the time? Were you just like, oh no, oh no, this is bad because he's a sponsor of you. Break break that down for me when when that was going on, Darkside. Yeah, I was. I was like, I just wasn't going to say anything. I mean, it's so you can say whatever the hell he wants, but he's not wrong. Power band sounds like it should be an engine modification company. He's right. He's not wrong, but I, yeah, I steer clear of that one. Yeah. What? what? <laughs> from Tennessee, I think. And I raced with him like all growing up in Tennessee. Billy Edmondson. The guy who, uh, no, uh, Tyler Nolan, one of the suspension techs that actually works for me that does uh, Benny and Brady oh. stuff. Yeah, who's breaking up? Is that me or is that you, right? Uh, hey, that was is it me. Yeah, that is was me. That was you for a second. You're good now. Okay. Oh, yeah, he, uh, damn. Yeah, I don't know Tyler that well. I met him at uh, at Lakewood, but yeah, Billy Edmondson's the guy that runs it. And they they were up in uh, like near Minneapolis, I think, and moved to Florida recently. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was a little uncomfortable, but at the same time, it's like what what else do you expect from Steve? <laughs> 
I love yeah, the hard questions for sure. Well, it's funny because when he's talking about it, I'm there going, you know what? I, I actually somewhat agree with him. I'm like, this is this is probably pretty true. I was I was thinking that is probably a weird name. So we'll see if there's a name change oh, from power band suspension that comes from Steve Mathers. One of the, the trending things of the night as well, which we knew it was going to be, was the trending tweet of Darkseid and his face and his hair. Then we get Benny Bloss on, and Benny Bloss gives us his thoughts on uh, on Jamie from Vital. How about the new Jamie these days? I mean, just respectable and everything else. All that my Twitter <laughs> timeline is, is that guy. I mean... <laughs> It's ridiculous at this point. I do have to admit, though, he's 400 times better without the pony. Wow. 400 times. It's an odd number. That's actually an even number, but... It's a lot more professional looking, you know? Was there one tweet that that made you uh, LOL? uh, Yes, I saved it on my phone. It was yours, the... the Qdoba one. No, the no queso. Oh, yeah, when Qdoba tells you they're out of queso. Yeah. 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 I mean, really, that picture goes with pretty much anything. <laughs> Explain that photo, um, Jamie. Uh, that was coming down from the ride in the high desert with Kiefer, uh-huh. and I was feeling severely dehydrated. <laughs> I felt like we had been out there for about 14 hours. <laughs> Apparently, it was only like two and a half. Right. Uh, and that was right when we got to the truck and I got off the bike and I, I guess I was leaned up against the truck, almost ready to die, <laughs> waiting for water. I don't know. And Kiefer thought it was funny to take a picture of me as I yeah was suffering. Right. So, yeah, that's pretty the, much what it was. I was. The question I have is, was that Cade after the second moto last weekend? Yeah. This, week- <laughs> this weekend? This weekend? No, dude, honestly, this weekend I was, I was, I was felt fine. Like I just was so flat that I just was going so freaking slow. Dark side. Mm-hmm. The photo. Your phone what about? <laughs> your phone would have been blowing up. It's like literally, I think A-Rad probably agree with me on this. I went on Twitter and I scrolled and I just seen the photo over and over oh, same, and same. over again. How many how many followers did you actually gain on uh, on Twitter in the last uh in the last week, Darkside? Uh, if I'm being honest, I have no idea. I don't even look at my followers. What I can tell you is I would look down and it would be like 26 notifications and I'd clear them out and I'd look away for 30 seconds, look down, 17 notifications and I'd look down and I wasn't even getting tagged in all of them. So it was fucking ridiculous. Um, it was. Just, I got to where I quit looking at them all because like Steve asked me Monday, hey, what's, you know, try to come up with your favorite one. I was like, I have no idea. There were so many and I just quit looking. Um, but yeah, I, I like Chizzes. That was one of my favorites. But I, it was unreal, and fuck those guys. Kiefer and Steve can just suck off. What What's your thoughts on it, A Ray? <laughs> I mean, honest, honestly, they're just they're just building Darkseid's brand even more. I mean, any publicity is good publicity. There's no bad publicity. Hey, if your face is on the freaking Twitter feed like that, you're reaching a lot of freaking people. That if it's getting tweeted out by Steve, by Kiefer by JT, all of these guys, and even half the freaking riders joined in on it too. So yeah, every, like I feel like now everyone knows Dark Side Space in the pits. I mean, I, I feel like, hey, I mean, they're just building that freaking Vital Jamie ba- brand even more. Oh. Yeah, I get and then, and then I think I'm 99% sure it was Marks who changed everybody's profile and fantasy to that. 
and that was pretty funny because there was people on there that really didn't know what the fuck was going on. They're like, what is this picture? Like, I'm looking in the fantasy chat room during the race, like, what the fuck is this picture? I don't even know what this is. So it's clearly people that don't really listen to Pulp. They just play fantasy. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. I mean, Dark Side, if, if I'm being quite honest, I think that you need to put like one of the quotes on a shirt, something about Steve, and then post it on your website and sell it. Hey, hey, make money off of it. Embrace that photo. That's what I did with Sketchy. And hey, it it worked out pretty well. So maybe put that photo on a shirt and sell it. I'm definitely not upset by any of it. I try not to let any of this stuff bother me because it is all in fun. And, um, you know, I I feel like I've obviously I'm working for Vital now. I've come a long way in a few years. So a lot of that's for Steve's busting balls. I'm, I'm okay with it. Steve's a Steve's a good dude. He's uh he's helped you out immensely, Darkside. A couple things I've got left on my sheet here, which I want to get over. One of the memes I made Darkside about the photo was I put the photo and then I tagged Steve in it. I said the the face you make when someone orders sushi. I oh, then yeah. find out Darkside that you know uh was it was it Mark's birthday? I think it was. You know he wanted the to. Day, have, I think the day before. Yeah, the day before I believe. But yeah, he wanted to have sushi. I chose that, and you stood in the way, and you put your foot down, and would not allow that. Tell, give me the inside. Give me the inside story about that, and then tell me what you had uh, for the for the meal. What did you have? What did what was the so break? That, that that was incorrect. <laughs> they uh, they asked what Kate and I wanted, or Steve did earlier in the day, and I was like, I don't really care. I can find something to eat pretty much anywhere. Um, and they mentioned like In and Out. I was like, oh yeah, I like In and Out. They mentioned a couple of uh, firehouse subs, which we ended up having for lunch. Um, so I was like, yeah, whatever. And then so uh, Mark's wants sushi, and I was like, well, I don't really eat sushi, but I'm sure I can find something that I'll eat. And then Steve was like, no, we don't do that at our house. If you if you're not into it, then you're the guest. You're not. We're not having it. I was like, well, no. If if Mark's wants it, it's his birthday. Let's do that. And Steve's like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, I mean, I knew it was going to get blamed on me, but I would have figured something out. So, but what we had was some pizza place that was fucking amazing, bitching wings. They were really good, came with it. And then they got some like donuts, some kind of fucking donuts with chocolate dipping sauce for his, for Mark's birthday. And it was all amazing. Both times I've been in studio, we've had the pizza and the wings and stuff like that. Steve usually gets like a shitload of stuff too like there's boxes of wings there's heaps of boxes of pizza you don't go hungry when you go to pulp is uh what what's the what have you usually had when you've been in studio uh a ray uh shit usually pretty much just chipotle (laughs) Uh, usually caters chipotle but uh yeah we need to mix it up a little bit more uh I see. We went to Panera Bread one time for lunch. Uh, you know, just like the basic stuff. Like we we didn't really ball out too much whenever I was there. But I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go in on the sushi the next time I'm there for sure. Cause I sushi is one of my absolute favorite uh, foods. And yeah, that's one of the questions that Darkside got wrong. Yeah, we're we're gonna get to the game here in two seconds. The third caller of the night, third guest on night, Benny Bloss. He calls in. He was a great interview. You know, talked a lot about his team. Um, talked a little bit more about the suicidal summer of 2020, and then obviously <laughs> said his uh his thoughts on Darkside. Darkside, you came out and said that you miss your old look. Is that true? Do you really there miss? Are, the, do you really miss there, the old Darkside? 
there are times when I see pictures of me with the hair, and I'm like, that's a badass looking motherfucker right there. God <laughs> damn it, dude. I can't. I can't fucking do it. Right, come on, bro. Right, you went from a four to a ten. I can't, right. I can't believe this. You missed, dude, the, you missed the pony dark side. Do you miss the greasy bandana? There was no greasy bandana, assholes. It was a clean bandana every day. Bro, you could walk down freaking, like, Old Town Temecula, like, party in an Old Town Temecula, dude. You could walk down literally Main Street down there and pull any monster bitch just straight off the freaking street with your new haircut. Well, I'm working on that. We'll try to make that happen. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love I, it. It's funny because I'm going to come over for parlor and literally booking accommodation. I'm like, yeah, I want to stay somewhere near Old Town Temecula because I've heard that's where that's where it goes down. So uh, I'm yeah, de- de- yeah, it, it definitely is. Definitely in for that. Hey, Ray, what did you think of Benny as a guest on the show? You know, he's pretty open. He talks pretty well. Um, I think him and Steve yeah. have a good relationship as well. What did you think about uh, him talking about? About the the current team and what's going to go on for next year. Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought you know he was a great interview. I think uh, you know that team like they got dealt some tough hands this year, and uh, and yeah, you know I think he's uh, I think he's a good fit there. You know they have a good group of guys, and he yeah, I mean I, th- I thought he was a great interview. He he's always a bit like I don't know I, I would say a little bit like. Justin Cooper, like he he's not he's not too excited, not too down on himself. He's always just kind of like he's just riding that like consistent, you know, personality type deal. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that as well. One of the one of the general consensus between all three of the guests was the shadows and the trees at Washougal, and then uh, Steve drops us with this uh, great piece of audio. I, we did a live show at the track on Friday night. Uh, and I said, hey, can you guys cut these trees down? Like, the shadows suck over there. And I got booed. So, really? yeah. Yeah. No... yeah, I was there, Steve. Oh, yeah. We didn't like that very much. No, dog. Then I had to blame it on weeds right away. But uh, sure. Yeah, uh, I think the trees are cool. I, I think that's something that gives the place character. Like, the shadows, like Katie was mm-hmm. saying, it's, some people don't like them, but it's also a part of racing that track. So, I think just... For me, I would just open open that little left right up a little bit, so there's a little bit more passing. But other than that, I, I like totally track. agree. Cool. Oh. Thanks, Doug. Thanks for well, the call, man. Hey, Ray. If I'm Steve Mathis, if I'm one of those guys, if I'm Jet Lawrence as well, because Jet Jet was guilty of this as well, I'm probably not going to Wishugal to the locals and asking them to cut down the trees. Especially not in Washington. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, like yeah, I mean that's. They're freaking everyone from like each town that has a pro national. It's fucking perfect. Don't change it. Like that's just like the whole mentality, right? Yeah. And they ha- and they have a point too. Like you know, Chase had a good, really good point right there where he said that hey, like the shadows are part of Washougal. They talk about it every year, just like they talk about the dirt being slick. That's just a variable that you got to deal with whenever you do go to Washougal. It's a bit dangerous for guys like Cade, who's blind as a bat, but. Hey, you know, you just sometimes some people just got to deal with it. What's your What's your thoughts, Dark Side, on on Steve? And I think Jet came out as well. As Steve said this, that Jet uh, said in the press conference that he wants to go down there in the off season and burn all the trees down. Yeah. Um. 
<laughs> what's your what's your thoughts on that and, and Steve's take on, on cutting down the trees? Well, here's the thing. These guys deserve to be safe, and it's not exactly safe. I mean, they, they deal with it, but it could be a lot safer. Like, you... <laughs> It's not a good. It's not good. I, I just don't know what else to say. I don't give a shit. That, yeah, the trees are beautiful. It's part of the state. It's a big deal in the state. But it's a motocross track where somebody could fucking die if they misjudge something. Uh, I don't. I don't like it. They need to go away. Um, so you can't expect Jet to know that they take it that serious. Uh, Steve and Weeds and those guys definitely knew that when they were talking about it at the live show, and they probably said it just to get a rise because they thought it was funny. But the reality is. I think it wasn't it Chase that said you kind of had to figure out a couple lines and like the first laps and just then just guess or hope for the best. That's not okay when those guys are going that fast. So for a safety standpoint, I don't dig the trees. I don't dig the fucking going into the shade like that because your eyes cannot adjust that fast, and it's, then you're right back into the sun. You really yeah, don't. Like I've raced there in years past, and you're going in blind at the back for sure. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, then, you, the- then you come back at. Go ahead. Sorry. Listening to Cade talk about it as well, um, he just sort of said, dude, it's scary. Like, you feel in the back end of the bike drop into all these holes. Chase Sexton actually opened, uh, you know, he had some good ideas about what to do with opening some of the corners up to get um, a bit more of a flow around them. I thought that was a pretty good idea. But, and then we obviously had the caller that took offense to uh the idea of changing the track. That's, uh, that was pretty, pretty crazy. That went well, I, I think. Steve was going to start getting a little bit, uh, you know, stir them up a little bit. What did you think of that caller, Darkside? You upset about the trees and shit or them wanting to change it? Uh, the one that called up and said that the heat, you know, they were copping too much heat about the track and the track's awesome and it's the best, best oh, yeah, track. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just, yeah, anybody, again, most locals, like A-Ray said, that's, don't change it, everything's perfect. So, <sighs> You know, if you said something bad about Southwick, people are going to say you're too big of a pussy riding. Same, same with Freestone, right? All the Texas people are like, yeah, it's fucking hot. We live here every fucking day. We ride it in every weekend. It's not that big of a deal. So everybody's going to defend their home track. They That's just normal. But you have to take these guys' riders' opinions, man. They're the ones out there at these high speeds, putting their careers and their lives on the line. And I think we owe it to them to make it as safe as possible. And yes, the trees are a big deal in that area, environmentally, beautification wise, whatever, but it is a fucking high speed motocross racing track. And these guys are hauling ass and it's not, it's just not fair to put them them in that position. You wouldn't fucking put them in a, like build a tunnel that they have to go through and pitch black and just say, Oh, hope for the best. <laughs> You know, you got to fucking trim the trees, dude. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah, I can see that now that you're putting it that way. Look, the final two things I have on my sheet here. This question that Steve came out with, or statement that Steve came with, I want both of your opinion on it, and that is what gets more hits in Moto Media? Um, Was it the Deegan channel or Vital MX? Steve seems to think that Vital, you know, outclicks Racer X, outclicks, uh, you say, Deegan and any of his stuff. What's your thoughts on that, A-Ray? That seems a little bit bizarre to me. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Like, I'm on YouTube pretty much every day, right? Like, I mean, that's just where everything is. Um, I like to watch. I like to keep up with everything. And then, uh, I mean, the, the Deegans are posting something on, on YouTube every single day. They have over a million subscribers, and, like, that's that's 
very, very hard to do, right? And then, you know, each one of their videos is getting over 100,000 views each, every two days. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I personally don't know. I mean, yeah, the forums, they do get a lot of clicks. Um, you know, it's a lot of, uh, I know a lot of my friends are, like, constantly on Vital MX, constantly on the forums, constantly in, in a lot of the, the, the chats as well. But uh, but yeah, I I personally don't know. Um, I I only see the vegan stuff. I don't see much vitally max stuff, uh, just because I don't I don't really want to read something about myself on there. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's that's sort of my opinion. Uh, I think the vegans they they do really well with the with the clicks on the on the YouTube for sure. Yeah, well, let's ask the the Vital MX form guard keeper himself Darkside. What was your thoughts on that? I think you even said on the show as well that you didn't know if that was correct. Do you agree with Steve and what he sort of came up with there? Well, my first thing I need to say is hey, you need to start paying attention to Vital now. <laughs> because there's, a, I'm writing some really good articles for that. So I mean, all right. Well, I like you a lot better than Michael Lindsay. So <laughs> me, me too. <laughs> well, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, I I've been told. Of course, I don't know this, but from Michael, he said that I think Vital does have the most clicks between like Racer X, and they have the most the biggest numbers of. Um, clicks, I guess. I don't know what what else they call it, but there's a lot of returning people, a lot of, a lot of videos, and then of course the forum helps with that. But I don't know the Deegan's numbers. I mean, they they kind of transcend almost outside of just motocross. So I can there's probably a lot of young kids that are like, oh, Deegan's, you know, Danger Boy, he's the man. That and those young kids probably do not get on vital. So I could see the Deegan's having bigger numbers. Yeah, I mean, they have uh, 1.2 million subscribers. They have 1,200 videos on here. And then a video that they had three months ago, um, it says, we bought our dream compound. It has almost 900,000 views. I mean, like each each has got over a hundred thousand views. Yeah, which is, yeah, I, which is crazy. I I can't go on that being as many as like I I can't see Vital having that many. No, yeah. I, I mean, I I was just glancing at some of the videos. And, you know, there's a hundred thousand plus views on a lot of the vital um, videos, and they've put up a lot. We put up a lot of videos. We've done two or three today already. But yeah, the, I think the Deegans. No, if you think, okay, maybe the Deegans aren't putting as many videos up in one day, though. So maybe there's some, maybe it's a little closer than we're thinking. But if you look at video per video, they probably have bigger, more clicks per video than on average than any of the media sources. Yeah, that dude, that, that's crazy to me. I thought uh, Racer X would have been pretty high up there as well. But, you know, Steve knowing, uh, would be knowing a lot of this stuff and seeing what those guys do and, and versus that. So that was an interesting interesting take there from Steve. And I'm, I'm thinking about it more and more now after A-Ray sort of came out with that. Hey, mm-hmm. final thing I've got is the Skosh game. Uh, Cade versus Darkseid about who knows A-Ray better. A-Ray, I'm going to let you give your thoughts on Cade, and then I want you to give me your thoughts on, on Darkseid and see well, who you think did better. First of all, do you feel like this was a fair game? 
Like, no, I personally don't because I mean, Cade has lived with me numerous times. Cade should know yeah. everything about me. Cade should know how many freaking ass hairs I have hanging off my fucking left cheek, but <laughs> he doesn't. Like, he didn't know shit. He didn't know shit in this game. So honestly, I feel like Darkside did really well. I think Darkside did better than Cade, honestly, because Darkside hasn't lived with me. Darkside hasn't spent as anywhere near as much time with me as as Kate has. So. I mean, yeah. that, that's 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 my that's how I feel about it. What about like with the, oh, keep sorry. going, Dar? Sorry, sorry, buddy. I was there with the food one. Like, I I think I guessed Chipotle, and I was like, well, because I know I've heard you talk about Chipotle a lot, right? So I just had to like there were guesses just off of things I've heard from Pulp, but yeah, some of the detailed ones, I had no idea on a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. That, that's interesting. And then what about? I I don't know if he said I had to go back and listen to it, but did Cade call? A Ray, uh, a C U N T dark side. I'm pretty sure he said it. Yeah, I believe he did. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a word that you don't really hear much on on Pulper Mix unless I'm in studio. Um, exactly. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah. What was what yeah, was your it. what was your thoughts on on Cade sort of coming out and calling you that? A Ray. Yeah, it's fine. I've called him way worse. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, it's all right. Like I, I gotta kind of you know. Just, let him say what he's gonna say, because you know, who knows when the next time we're gonna have to put him off the track is. <laughs> I, I did. I enjoyed like Ray's worst crash, and you know, the fact that his worst crash was at his favorite track. That was pretty great. So, uh, <laughs> I love it that was, he's. It was entertaining. His favorite moment was uh, Cade getting kicked out of the sport. That's. <laughs> that was pretty that solid. Was harsh. <laughs> Yeah, well, fuck it, right? Yeah. And then A-Ray comes back and says, hey, he had a pretty good uh, Canadian, you know, motocross yeah. career up there as well. I thought that was that was pretty interesting. Um, another one that surprised me that A-Ray was your favorite track being Glen Helen. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bad. differently, man. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it's just something about it. Just something about going up those hills wide fuck open, just clutching the shit out of your bike, dude. I don't know. Dude, that sounds like it sounds like it could get sketchy. Oh, bro, I've dude, I've honestly I've crashed my brains out there. I broke my wrist there. I freaking, I don't know. It's a love hate. I've pushed my bike off of there from blowing it up so many times, and I don't know. Like it, we just have a love hate relationship. But uh, I got my first ever outdoor point there. Uh, yeah, I got a lot of my. I mean, that was the first day I got to race a freaking uh, first track. I got to race it factory motorcycle out so i mean hey, of course it a lot yeah of, yep it was a lot of uh a lot of stuff a lot of good stuff in Glen Helen. yeah that's I'll be, there. I'll be there friday Ooh. let's go huh let's go baby yeah let's go and then kahia again saturday wow dark side getting at all these tracks now oh. the the last question i have for you dark side is will you be at this so-called californian music festival uh, that Alex was talking about on Pulp Monday night. Hey Ray, before what's what's the story? What's this? What's this Cali Music Festival you're talking about? Oh no, I mean I just I just seen that there's one. My my friend's actually working it. He said he was thinking about getting me some credentials there. I think it's something like Hard Summer. It's something that that Dark Side probably wouldn't be into. He's he's more into the hard metal. Like if if it was in like San Bernardino and we were doing like Not Fast, I'm sure he would come and we'd get in the mosh pit and we'd fucking. We'd go hard uh, out there with freaking like Rob Zombie or freaking you know Slipknot or something. But yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's something totally different, I think. Yeah, dude, that'd be interesting. But Dark Side, anything else for you? Pulp 513, you're in studio. 
you did a good job, buddy. You impressed me. Was there anything else that uh that went happened that we don't really know about? Oh, no, not really, man. I will tell you that even though Cade won the game when we went off air, he's like, "Hey, man, I already have one of these." So he gave me, he gave me the Scotch uh, jump starter. So that was really nice of Cade. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, I think Steve he Hook soccer took it from my house because I had one. I can't find it. Oh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that! I got all kinds of goodies. Uh, Steve gave me a polar watch because he was. We were talking about you know cycling and me trying to get in shape. He's, he's like, I was like, yeah, I, I need to buy a polar watch. He goes, well, I'll give you one. I got some. I was like, well, I didn't really expect you already gave me. He gave me also one of those tailgate things. I don't even know what they're called for your bicycle, so you can hang your bicycle mm-hmm. on your tailgate. Yeah. So Steve hooked me up with all kinds of goodies. Like I almost needed another bag. So yeah, that was cool. Those guys all took care of me. Um, Good times, really. Not, not really anything else stands out. It was just a, a lot of fun and really enjoy. I, I felt really bad for Cade because his flight was scheduled, I believe, for like midnight to head home, and he was going to get home just in time to spend like an hour with Sarah before she got deployed for a couple months, and then they canceled his flight. Uh... So I felt terrible for him, which he ended up making it because in time to see her for like. 30 seconds he sent me a video of them like basically hugging and she her leaving but uh yeah i felt pretty bad for Cade. but overall just a fun trip a lot of good times hanging out and just shooting shit with your buddies that's what it's all about dude and that's that's yeah. yeah i'm glad that i'm glad that Cade got to got to see his wife there before being deployed yeah. and you know thank you for what she does for it as well yep. what about you ray ray anything else for you from 513 uh no i think we're good we got about whooped eh yeah, I think we I think we got it done there. Massive thank you must go out to Guts Racing, Michelin Motorcycle Tires, Michelin Bicycle Tires. Go see those guys. SealSaversMotorsport.com and then any of the sponsors there at Pulp MX. Thank you for handing the reins over this week, Darkside. Got a bit of a little bit of editing to do and then we'll send it over to you and you can do whatever you do with it. But uh thank you, buddy. Oh, you're gonna send it to me. I gotta do. I, now I gotta do the your your back end of the work. Hey, and I'll do my end, and I'll send it to you as a finished product. How's that sound? Okay, I can live with that. Okay, awesome guys. Thank you so much for joining me tonight and doing this uh, sort of a little bit later for you guys. Really, really appreciate it. But uh, we out. Why would you want to re-talk about the pulp show? See you at me. I would say.